everyone. My name is Ryan Stacy, and welcome to the Hockey Minds Podcast. This podcast is presented by Stats Coach. Stats Coach is a hockey analytics company which works with the minor and junior hockey community. For more information, visit www.statscoach.ca or contact statscoach at outlook.com. Today we're joined by Scott Burns, the head coach and general manager of the Thorold Blackhawks. Scott is an energetic coach and a committed hockey manager who runs a great program in Thorold. With a laid-back personality and a relatable path for many, he stuck out to me as a key individual to bring on the podcast, and I am happy to have him join me here today. Without further ado, here is Scott Barnes, the head coach and general manager of the Thorold Blackhawks. Today we're joined by Scott Barnes, the head coach and general manager of the Thorold Blackhawks. Scott, thanks for joining the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to have you on. Um, how about you tell people about where you're from and uh, speak to your involvement in sports uh, throughout your youth? Yeah, I'm uh, from Dunville, Ontario, a uh, small little community there in southern Ontario um, off the Grand River on Lake Erie. Uh, as far as youth sports, obviously hockey was the, the number one sport playing growing up um I think I played a year of baseball maybe uh I think bigger sports for me were soccer and um and kind of tennis that I got into kind of later on in high school and um and then I played a lot of basketball uh to be honest with you when I was uh when I was younger in middle school and uh in high school too so um kind of I I probably dabbled in every sport to be honest with you I think the one sport that I didn't play was lacrosse um but uh yeah, I think ever, other than that, I've pretty much played everything. Yeah, it seems like most people that we've had on here so far, uh, well, obviously they played hockey or had some involvement in the game. They definitely had a, a multitude of sports. And uh, me personally, I, I played a few different sports, but lacrosse was one that I also didn't uh, didn't play, although it's not as big out east here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so – I was just, just going to touch on that. I was like, yeah. I, I mean, I think, you know, I, I think today a lot of kids are – focusing only on hockey and and aren't really you know aren't really playing their sports and it's yeah I don't know I think it's it's not the greatest thing for you um physically you know what I mean they I think a lot of the things that you hear people say is like be an athlete you know and be an athlete first and then you can kind of focus on that one sport you want to afterwards so yeah exactly and that diverse skill set you learn from multiple sports and and their different aspects is definitely it definitely helps in the long run in whatever sport you're trying to pursue but uh, for you, you played a bit of hockey, and uh, as a player, you're able to play with Port Colburn, and then you went on to play in Europe after that. Uh, touch on your playing days and the experience of playing in places such as Belgium, Scotland, et cetera. Um, yeah. Um, so I started – I guess I started my junior B career in uh, in um, Port Colburn there. And I played a year, and it uh, wasn't the greatest experience. <laughs> and uh, – so the next year I went to Osh Weekend actually and played played junior B on uh, in Six Nations on the uh, on the native on the reserve there. Um, again, the team the team wasn't a very good team, but it was honestly one of the best uh, experiences as far as we're on a bad team. We lost most nights. I think our team went like seven thirty nine and two on the year. Um, but as far as playing and playing a lot and kind of just kind of learning how to play like in a you know even though you knew you were going to lose you're kind of played to you know to improve your your game and develop um that was a big year and then then I came back I finished off with two more years in Port Colbert after that after they they changed coaches and and management and stuff so I went back there and 
um, and had a couple of good years and, and finished off my junior career there. Um, but then I followed up. Uh, I actually went to Alabama for a year, um, played some minor pro there, and then I went to Humber College in Toronto for three years and played OC, OCA there where there used to be a, a college league, um, kind of like the university league, but it was, it was a college league and it was really good hockey. A lot of, a lot of guys were, uh, a lot of guys were, you know, ex, ex OHL players or some guys came back from pro and you could play. It didn't matter. There was no, uh, kind of no rules on where you played before to come there. Um, so really good hockey. And then, then, you know, when that was kind of coming to an end, I mean, I was always trying to pursue pro, um, but that allowed me to get my business education and, um, you know, kind of get, get it paid for basically. And then, uh, yeah, and then I went to Belgium. So when I got there, it was kind of through a friend who had played in Belgium who was actually on my team in Humber. Um, and, uh, it, it was kind of like the season already started and they had some injuries and then I got a call and basically they're like, can you be on a flight tomorrow? And I was like, yes, I can. And, and I, I ended up going there and it was, uh, um, I basically landed there on a, on a Thursday night, you know, with a six hour time change and we played on Friday. So your body, you know, just a, a crazy turnover. And I had a four goal game, my first game, my first professional game, I had a four goal game, kind of like Austin Matthews a little bit there. So <laughs> me and we got the same, uh, we got that in common. Um, but Belgium was an unbelievable experience. Uh, the people, the country being so close to everywhere, you know, like Paris was, uh, you know, an hour and a half away. Amsterdam was an hour away, like just Germany, everything's so close there. It was, uh, it was really, it was really neat. Just, you know, the architecture, you know, just the, the history of those countries. So uh, a lot of really good. And then, you know, the next year I went to Scotland and again, another awesome place for, for history, um, had a really good year. Actually, both those teams I won, uh, we won league championships with in the playoffs. So, uh, a lot of success over there and yeah, it's just turned into, uh, I really liked Europe and I actually would have went back to Dundee. Um, there was kind of like some league issues there and they, they lost, uh, they didn't go to the elite league and the British league kind of folded or whatever. So, um, anyway, I came back and went to the central league, played a couple of years here in the States and, uh, Youngstown, Ohio and Oklahoma city. And we finished off in Muskegon, Michigan. So, um, but yeah, it's, you know, hockey's taking me a lot of places and, and that's what I, I try to tell kids that all the time. It's like, you know, obviously NHL is everyone's goal and, you know, you want to, you want to get there, but um, you know, there's other things you can do with hockey. And, and I mean, you're, you're, you're living, you're living that right now doing, you know, what you're doing. So um, yeah. So I, you know, I saw a lot of the world and, Hopefully it'll take me some more places. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely sounds like a unique experience and, and going to different places in Europe and over to the United States or, you know, just even like you said, uh, a couple of different junior teams here and, uh, and then in Ontario. So uh, it, like you said, it just goes to show how many different places that hockey can take you, whether you're a player or an executive or a coach or whatnot. Um, but in 2007, you had the opportunity to start coaching junior with the four Colburn Sailors. How was that first experience going from the ice to behind the bench? Yeah, and it's uh, it's kind of a, a situation where my cousin Ryan, um, so we signed together to play in Muskegon or, or in uh, the United League, and he had played a couple of games for the Red Wings, and um, you know his and he was in the American League, and then he kind of was going down the United League. So, so we we kind of did, agreed the year before we're like, hey, let's sign, let's play together next year, you know, and finally get to play together basically, and. Uh, so we played, we played 
one game and the second game we played in, in Muskegon, um, there's there's a line brawl going on and he fought uh, Steve McIntyre. Um, and he's a, you know, big tough guy. He ended up playing in the NHL for, for a number of years. He's like six foot seven. So, so Ryan fights him, uh, gets a concussion. And then, so he's out for a while. And then in the 18, like, I think I played 18 games. Um, I tore my ACL. So we basically signed together to play for a year and we ended up playing one full game, one full game together. So at the end of the year, you know, I had, I was rehabbing my, my knee and, you know, he had his concussion issue. And, uh, so he, he, he was getting into coaching no matter what, like that was, that was his goal. Like he that's where he wanted to go. So he took, he took a job coach being the head coach in uh, Port Coburn. And then I just agreed. I'm like, yeah, I'll come on and I'll help you out. And so we just kind of started, started down that path. Um, he was getting into it as a career and I was getting into it just as something to do, I think. And um, I think my mindset at the time was, you know, kind of killing time being in the game and, but still with a little bit of like, I'm going to get back playing here. Um, and then, so we started coaching and then we started doing our own hockey development stuff. We called it Barnes hockey. And, uh, and I just kind of really enjoyed it. <laughs> and um, so I liked the coaching, but I, I really liked the skill development part. And so I kind of carried on with that. Uh, so the next year, the next year, Ryan took a job with Peter O'Pete's in the OHL. And then I just decided um, to help my buddy, we just traveled around North America doing hockey schools for two years, basically. Um, so I had my own stuff going on here, and then we would go to any any place in North America, basically. We were in Hawaii doing a hockey camp. We did uh, like Yukon, Northwest Territories, you know, all out west, um, San Francisco, um, all over California. So for two years, basically, that's what I did. Um, so I wasn't really coaching a team at the time, um, and uh, that's kind of just how I. That's how that's how my transition kind of went from playing until into the coaching slash skill development. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, and yeah, that obviously that opportunity going around and doing that skill development, uh, it kind of set you up for maybe some opportunities moving forward. One of them being the opportunity to start coaching AAA uh, with Wellens being the first one. How was that first season? Uh, maybe working as a coach in minor hockey, and what was it like being around players in their draft year? Yeah, uh, and so that was kind of a real eye-opener for me. So up until then, I didn't really know much about minor midget, the, the OHL draft year. Like, you know, from, from the time I was playing, things had changed a lot. Um, so, you know, we started our business, and, we, and we, you know, we were doing a lot of um, spring hockey stuff. And then um, we were working with uh, a kid named uh, Hunter Garland, and, and, um, and his dad – is actually the reason why I kind of started coaching the Welland team. Um, so he wanted me to help help out and be an assistant on the team and kind of help Hunter, you know, with his OHL draft year and, um, you know, just just a different voice for him. And you know, the, the coach that year um, uh, was was a real good coach, Rick Berard. And you know, and I think he just wanted a different voice, wanted someone to kind of help help Hunter out a little bit. And, and we knew it was a really good team. So you know, obviously we we won OHAs. I think. I think we ended up winning the only chase, the final game. We won six nothing, I think, over Barry, um, who had had a real good team too. So, um, but on our team, like, uh, so we, you know, Hunter was a real good player. I think he went tenth overall in the OHL that year. Um, Anthony DeFruja was a second rounder to the Ice Dogs, I believe. Jake Evans was a second rounder, I think. Um, so, you know, we had 
I think we had, you know, we had a few other guys get drafted off that team, but um, you know, it was a, it was a, we were obviously we were uh, top heavy, you know, with those guys played a ton, but they were, they were special players, especially, you know, at that age, um, uh, Defruge and, and, and Hunter were, were really exceptional players back then. Yeah, that's great. And I, I figured that uh, that team, from from what I could tell, was a was a very strong team, and that's why I was particularly interested in hearing that first experience. Yeah. Uh, so you'd go on to hold a couple more AAA coaching positions uh, in the Southern Tier and uh, in the Welland area uh, for you know for a number of years after that. Talk about the experience as a whole and what you learned as a coach during that time. And Wes Wolf uh, asked me to make sure that I mentioned that while you uh, your team usually had his teams there in Niagara that he had one upset win that he just wanted me to make sure I get in there. <laughs> I guess, I guess he would remember that. Uh, <laughs> for sure. I, I do not, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we, I, uh, so after I had the 95s there in minor midget, then I took, I became, uh, I took 97s and was a head coach there and, and started my own kind of program. Um, and again, I took a team, so I took them in Bantam major and then through their minor midget year. So I had them for two years and this was a team in say in uh, Bantam minor, they were kind of a mid pack team, maybe fifth, sixth place. You know, they were okay. They weren't, they weren't too good. Um, and so after Bantam major, they were, you know, they had a lot of talent. I, I thought they were going to be really good. You know, I thought there was a lot to work with. Um, and then other, we, we brought some other players in and, you know, it became a really good team. So in minor midget, um, I think we only lost, I think we only lost three games in uh, regular season. And um, I don't think one was the West, but it could have been uh, <laughs> um, if that was uh, in there. But um, I know so Oakville Rangers were a really top team. So we had some good battles with them. I think we gave them two of their losses. Um, and uh, so we had, you know, a really good team. But again, we ended up having, um, you look back at it, and uh, we had a first rounder to the OHL in, uh, in Mike Davies, a Kitchener. Um, second rounder Mike Bear to North Bay, and third rounder uh, Connor Walters um, to Owen Sound, um, and then you know a couple other guys were also drafted, uh, you know kind of in the later rounds, um, and then um, you look at it, and you look at it, and you have uh, Spencer Fox played D three for Wesleyan, just he just graduated, um, Christian D Police is at Plattsburgh D three, um, and uh, Jared Marino is playing at Brock. And then another guy who played a lot for us was a year younger, but he 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 played a lot of games coming up for us was uh, Reed Yoakum, and he's at Princeton now. So, you know, really got to work with a lot of a lot of good players. That was a really good team. Um, a lot of a lot of talent, but a lot of hard work. Like these kids were. It was kind of my first, uh, just just really getting to know kids and and getting to know their work ethic and what made them tick. And you know, for me, it was a a real learning year. Uh, or I guess two years with those guys, um, you know, and almost, almost becoming that, you know, a little, a, a figure to them where you kind of help them out and you, and you know, you learn, you see what kids are going through sometimes in school or at, at that, at that age of 15 and 16 and, you know, maybe can't talk to their parents and, you know, so a lot of things you learn um, in, in the coaching world where it's not always just hockey related. Um, so that was, you know, for me, that was, that was really interesting with that and knowing I'm still, still in contact with a lot of those, those players now. Um, I mean, even go back to the 95s, like I, you know, I see those 95s all around and it's, uh, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty good feeling. I mean, we won a championship with those guys. So, um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, I, I learned a lot, especially the 97s. That was my first time being a head coach. 
um, and, and, and really, you know, pushing guys and, you know, seeing success out of them. And, you know, we, and we had good teams. So, yeah. uh, and then, and then after that, I took the 99s uh, for two years. I took them Banta major and um, through their minor widget year. Again, again, um, we didn't have as much team success there. And, but I remember the time, like, like thinking we had a really good hockey team and, and we made a focus that year. It was my third time going through the minor midget draft. And I had seen in the previous two years, how I don't want to say crazy parents get in that, that year of the OHL draft, but um, you know, just how it kind of like all encompassed everyone's thinking that all they were worried about was the draft, you know? So we made it, we made it a, we made it a, kind of a goal or you know whatever just we just never talked about the OHL draft with that with the 99 group it was it was never about the draft you know we we didn't talk we never talked about scouts being in the stands or agents or anything about about that um for me in that year it was just all about having some fun and and letting the kids play and and not not having kind of outside pressure because I know you get it from your parents but we had no pressure on those kids that that year and I think our I think our highest kid drafted that year might have been in the seventh round, maybe eighth round. Um, and I had kids with over 100 points on the, on that team that were just were really good players. And you know, you look back at it, and we had so our highest guy was drafted, say the eighth round. We ended up having four kids play in the OHL, and with uh, some Jack Bibbs played, I think maybe four years in Flint. Um, ben Evans a couple years in Ottawa. Uh, Curtis Egger a uh, few years in Sarnia. Um, Carson Edwards in a couple of years in, in Erie. And then, and then you look at it and like Lucas Thorne was also drafted to Sioux and he probably could have went there. Um, but he's going to be going to Holy Cross D1 NCAA next year. And then two other guys who were never even drafted in the OHL already have played a year of NCAA D1 and uh, Ryan Massey played RPI this year. And um, Ryan Miato just finished his first year at Canisius. Um, and then another kid, uh, Quinn Fox is just he's going to be going to D3 next year so you look at that team you look back at it um, in, in like maybe team success wasn't really there but we're gonna have eight guys who have played high high level hockey you know and there could be a couple more maybe that get something too so um, I think every year for me was a learning experience with with kind of like learning that OHL draft and you know and all the pressures that, that kids are going through and trying to change things up and helping kids out, you know, and then, uh, but then for me, it's, it's awesome to see these kids at 20 years old and well, they're, they got, you know, they're gonna be playing for another four years at a, at a D one school now, you know, and it's pretty, it's pretty good to see. Yeah. It's a, it's great to hear that they're all having success. And I think it's a good approach, you know, trying to uh, maybe not talk about the draft as much and, you know, uh, it, it's definitely a stressful time for a lot of kids. I mean, it's exciting as well, but there's always pressure, whether it be from, you know, all, all angles of the operation. So, so it was good to take that approach. And obviously uh, maybe it was a great learning experience for you having a team that had the on ice success and then maybe not the success that you were anticipating or that they were hoping for, but still seeing uh, results come from both of them. Uh, going back a little bit in 2011, you had the opportunity to do some coaching with Ridley college. And we touched on that uh, a little bit before. And you also had some time with St. Andrews. How about you talk about how you found yourself in both of those roles and uh, how was that experience working in a little bit of a different, uh, you know, different part of hockey? Yeah, I'll start off with, um, maybe I'll go to St. Andrews because they were, they were the first. Um, so my uh, roommate and teammate in Belgium, uh, Jeff Brunner was assistant coach at um, St. Andrews. 
So kind of through the, through him and hanging out and kind of watching them play, I got to meet Dave Manning, who's the head coach there and um, in St. Andrews and runs the, runs the program. Um, so really got to become, you know, really good friends with Dave. And uh, so he kind of hired me on to do his skill development um, kind of during this, during the part of the season where in their school, they can't, um, like the, the, the hockey program can't be doing things because they, the kids have to be doing other sports. Um, so it was kind of uh, an, out, an outside source kind of has to run the, run their program skills and development stuff. So, so I went down to St. Andrews and, and did that for a few years. And then, you know, a couple of times, um, kind of the preseason, again, they're not allowed to do any hockey stuff. I think maybe it's a little October. Um, so I remember, you know, I went down, went down to Boston, took, took them down to for a tournament down there. Um, just different things with St. Andrews, you know, the unfortunate part is, is it was kind of, you know, it's a few hours away for me. So, um, driving, you know, driving two hours, you know, going on the ice for a couple hours and coming home is kind of a, is a lot, you know, obviously it, you know, is, is a lot for me. So I kind of, uh, um, I don't know if I was looking for something new, but I, I started talking with Daryl Belfry, who was at Ridley at the time and he was, he was doing their skill development and, um, you know, he ran all his, uh, he ran all his development stuff out of, out of Ridley at the time. And um, so he asked me to kind of come on and take over his spot doing the U16 and um, the younger ages at, Rid at Ridley uh, with the hockey program there. So, so for me, it was um, kind of a no brainer because I was in my backyard. So, you know, I, uh, so I, I transitioned over that. And again, working with Daryl, um, uh, just, you know, kind of learned a lot of, a lot with him on, on, uh, on the video analysis part of it, just on different, you know, even if you want to call it analytics, like that kind of stuff, like, and this is kind of a time where I, you never really heard those terms before. So, um, you know, I think Daryl kind of introduced me to a kind of a whole different thinking um, with, with a lot of things to be honest with, with the hockey stuff. So, um, you know, and I, I do a lot of, you know, I use a lot of his, uh, um, you know, teachings, I guess, even in my development now, you know, just, just kind of, just thinking outside the box and doing some different, different type of stuff. Um, so, yeah, so I got really, I, uh, for a few years doing that kind, you know, that, those things while well, I was also coaching the minor midget teams and, um, good experience. And just in, you know, the Ridley family is a, you know, it's a good, you know, it's a, it's a really good place to be. And I mean, if I'm, if I was able to, I think, uh, sending your kid to a program like St. Andrews or Ridley, uh, you know, it's, was our top notch program. So. Yeah, it sounds like a great experience uh, with both of those. And, you know, I, I've met with Dave Manning before, talked with him over the phone, I should say, and, you know, they do a great job there. And then, uh, you know, being in Niagara, I also got to see a bit of Ridley and, and like you said, two, two great programs. And uh, it just goes to show that there's all these different outlets in hockey that you can experience. And obviously for you as a coach, being able to uh, get those experiences. And then you said work with, uh, with Belfry there. It's uh, another person to learn from and obviously would help you moving forward. Uh, so today you're the head coach and general manager of the Thoreau Blackhawks. How about you talk about how you found yourself in that position to have your own team and touch on your initial excitement starting off? Uh, yeah. So again, I, I mean, it's kind of everything kind of long stories here, but you kind of, I took the team in Pelham for a year um, and I was in talks with the ownership there about um, possibly taking over that team. So I agreed to coach Pelham for a year and then didn't really work out. It, we were kind of in talks and, and 
you know, about, about me taking the team over. Um, and then Thorold kind of ran into some, some off ice problems and had some issues and the OHA ended up shutting them down for the year. So as soon as that kind of happened, I kind of switched gears and I went from Pelham. I was still coaching Pelham, but I, I was trying, you know, I was talking to the Thorold guys and trying to get the ownership there. Um, anyway, so we were able to work it out, you know, and, you know, dealing with the OHA and, um, you know, I think, I think, I think it was finalized, I want to say in July, but we had basically had, you know, the agreement done, I would say probably in March, you know, so, um, and then, so it was, it was a long process. So like just getting everything set, you know, and then once, once it was official, you know, then you can get going. Um, by then a lot of teams have already had their, uh, rookie camps and, uh, signed their players. So, and then on top of that, um, any kid who played for Thorold the year before could have gone wherever they wanted, right? They could have, they could have left. So, uh, so we ended up getting one player came back. who ended up, you know, being our captain. And, um, so he decided, he decided to return. So we basically had to get 22 new players, you know, and, you know, let's just say from July to, to, to August, you know, two months to put a team together. And not only that, we had to, we had to get uniforms, we had to get a staff, you know, and, Things where I was already start, I was already working on leading up to that point, um, but you couldn't really go forward with everything until you got the total, you know, okay, and everything went through from the, you know, the OHA. So, um, so we had a short period of time to kind of put a team together. Luckily, you know, like through the stuff that we've already been talking about, you know, being me being involved in minor hockey and, um, you know, I'm do my own skill development. I, I I worked with a lot of kids that I you know, that I had already talked to and saying, you know, I was getting the team and um, some kids didn't wait around because, you know, there was a, you know, there was a chance that it didn't go through. Um, but, you know, some did and we were able to get those players and um, we had a pretty successful year, I think, for the first year, you know, considering what we had to deal with and um, how fast we had to put a team together and get everything rolling. So, um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, the excitement was definitely there. It was, it was something I wanted to do. I kind of made the decision the year before I started coaching Pelham, obviously, I, you know, I had those talks and it was something that I just figured was like the next step in my, you know, the progression. Um, you know, I was coaching, you know, and I was, I was doing my skill development and I just felt this area was being kind of swarmed with everybody doing skill development. And when I first started in 2007, we were one of the only ones like Daryl, like Belfry was going um, around here and there wasn't a lot else. Like if you wanted to skate in the summertime, there wasn't a lot of options. So we, it was basically us, you know, like back, back, back in those days, you know, and, um, and then things turned recently now, like not this summer, but you know, um, you know, basically every team, their coaches get ice for the summer and they run skates, you know, so the kids are already doing that where back when we first started, you know, they didn't have that option. So they were coming to us. So, exactly. so I felt I needed to do something else and kind of, you know, use my business business. And, um, and again, I like to be, uh, I guess in charge. Um, and, and so to be my own boss <laughs> is kind of, uh, really appealed to me. Um, not having to report to anybody, you know, and, and see if I could take on the next kind of venture here in life. So yeah, exactly. yeah really exciting for me. Definitely. And, you know, I uh, I worked with you guys there for a season and I got to see how it uh, kind of works behind the scenes. And it's exciting. It's an exciting opportunity. And when the product on the ice is, is good, everybody enjoys it. Um, 
So everyone, like I said, is always uh, interested in seeing behind the scenes jobs and how things go on, uh, you know, behind closed doors. So uh, I know you touched on a few things like getting jerseys and kind of putting a roster together, but maybe talk about the tasks associated with running your own team and putting in place, you know, a staff and a roster and uh, speak to how it has evolved over the past few years of owning the team. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the good thing is, is, um, like you said, like you were there, um, just getting good people involved for, for me, especially because I'm, you know, owning the team and trying to run the off ice, but also coaching it and having to run it on the ice. Um, so for me, a lot of the, you know, I mean, the biggest advice I can give to anyone running is just put good people around you, no matter what business you're doing, make sure you're surrounded by good people. Um, you know, and you know, I have really good volunteers that kind of take care of our game nights. Um, so that's, you know, a non-issue for me. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's getting advertisements, it's getting sponsors. Um, and, and I'm just going to talk about the off ice stuff here, you know, and, uh, you know, then it's, you know, it's getting your jerseys and equipment ordered, you know, and it's getting your tape and water. Like it, it just, I mean, it really goes on and on, you know, and then even, even getting, you know, even getting souvenirs, t-shirts, um, stuff to buy for, for fans. Um, it, it, it really is endless. It's like, however, you know, however much, whatever you can think of, you, you can do it, you know? So, yeah. um, which, which at times it's, it kind of gets, uh, you know, it's a lot to do, you know, it's a lot to handle, but, um, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do anything else. You know, like, you know, they always say like, you know, find something you love and you'll never work a day. So that's kind of how I figure, um, you know, that's how I look at it. My wife will say like, I'm, I work all day long and nonstop and, you know, and I'm always on my phone or, you know, emailing or texting, but it's, it's what I do, you know? So, um, it's either that or I'm on the ice, you know, one, one of the two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it goes to show like, you know, what they say, uh, hockey's not a nine to five job by any means. Right. You put in long hours and whether you're in junior B or, and, and, you know, like you said, you got to fill up the tape and, and making sure the dressing room is clean. Uh, we've had uh, people talk here before saying that you go in on game day and there's water on the floor. So the general manager's in there mopping up, you know, there's all these little things that, in the run of a season you have to deal with and then obviously also being a sounding board for players and and then dealing with the on ice uh, product obviously it takes a lot and uh yeah for, for, for the people that do it on, yeah even to go on to that 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 point like that's you know that's a whole different issue that you know in the past couple of years um you know it really is becoming you know with with players having issues off ice issues and and and, and being that sounding board like you said like that's that's become a, you know, a big thing. And I think where my, that's where, you know, assistant coaches um, really help, you know, if they can kind of get on that, you know, friend side, you know, not just coach side, you know, where you're, you know, it's almost just becoming a, a, a you know, a, a good, a good friend, you know, for someone to come in and talk to you. And we, and we try to really establish those relationships with our players where they come in and have, have conversations with us and can tell us about anything. And, you know, we, we've dealt with, with issues, you know, I'm sure like every other team, you know, in the past couple of years. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, like, like you said, it's, it's on the ice, off the ice, um, whatever you can think of, you gotta, you gotta yeah, get involved. With. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, touching on the players there a little bit more, uh, as other people have said, uh, from interviews and from me speaking with them personally around that age group, it's always fun to be around them. And, you know, they're going through a big time in their life and, uh, you know, you touched on players that you had before at, in AAA looking at schools and stuff, and I'm sure it's the same deal in Junior B. 
uh, maybe speak to the role of developing them on and off the ice and, and just being around those, those players during that exciting time in their lives? Yeah, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind when you, when you say that is, is you're around those kids at that age, say seven, 16 to 20. Um, it, like for me, you know, being, a, being 41 years old, it, it's like it keeps you young, you know, and you're, you're, you know, you're talking to them and, you know, I know they're always speaking a different kind of language than you now, you know, once you start getting older and you don't understand the, you know, what's, what's in anymore. But, um, but yeah, it keeps you young and, and you know, and it's, it's always fun. Um, and then, I mean, the biggest, the biggest, uh, you know, thing that I get out of coaching players and helping is like, I love seeing guys move on. Like I love seeing a guy commit to a team, get drafted, you know, whatever it might be, you know, or, you know, sign with another, you know, team that's a higher level. Um, so, and I know a lot of guys, you know, a lot of teams in our, in our, in our league or, you know, at this level, um, you know, they kind of want their guys to stay around and, for me on the op, like, I, I mean, I don't trust me. I, I love the kids. I like them if they stick around, but I want to see them, you know, be successful, I think, you know, and, and, and move up and try to try to get to that next level or wherever that, where that, that level may be. Right. Um, so like, just like for this year, example, I'm just looking at my list right now and, you know, we got eight guys moving up, like, you know, where if you looked at our roster from last year, you might've said, Oh, you guys are gonna be really good next year. You got all these guys returning, you know, and, you know, and I think we're still going to be pretty good, but you got eight guys return, uh, leaving and, you know, going tier two or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but for me, that's like, I, I love seeing that. Like for me, it's a, it's a, it's almost an honor. It, maybe we've done something right. You know, we've, you know, we've developed them and, um, and other teams see, you know, kind of what we, what we see in them too. So, um, so I, I get a lot out of that, you know, and then, like you said too, is that time of life, you know, they're, they're, in, you know, maybe finishing school or in, maybe they're in college for the first year and, um, you know, and they're kind of overwhelmed with maybe schoolwork and trying to do the hockey. So you, you help them kind of navigate through all those issues. Um, you know, and it's just something that, uh, you know, I think we take pride in as an organization is, is being, uh, being guys that, you know, our players aren't afraid to come talk to you and, you know, and they know they're going to get support, you know, from, from our staff so um you know I, I i that's 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 i i the game's changed where it's not so much you know you don't have well maybe there are some those coaches but you know it's not so much uh you know almost a guy yelling and ordering uh you know what they want it's it's kind of a you know working with the kids what they need and how can we make them better that's a great way to put it uh, and I'm sure the players appreciate that at the same time and especially as they go forward they they look back in their time enthralled and say you know this is where I got my start or this is where I learned you know skill a b or c or or maybe it's something even off the ice you know just how to interact with people and you know interacting with your coaching staff I know how those guys and, and girls operate so uh, it's a great place to play uh, you know looking forward and you talked about you know you're always looking to uh, help players move to the next level what do you hope to accomplish both as a team and maybe personally in your own career, say in the next couple of years and moving forward? Yeah. I mean, obviously the, the goal um, for, for a team is to, to win a Sutherland cup. Um, I'd love to do that and bring one back to the city of Thorold. Um, you know, for me, it's, 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 it's getting harder to, to get to that level because of, because of the route we've kind of gone down, you know, we wanted to be that development model. Um, and pushing guys forward 
Now, in saying that, you've seen Hamilton have some pretty good success here in the last couple of years. I think if you get the right the right mix there, you bring in you know you bring in some really good seventeen year olds that are coming out of minor hockey, um, coming in for one year, and you know they're going to leave. You know they're going to go to tier two the the year after that. You know, so you, you kind of got a window. But I I you know I think with our program and Hamilton's you know we're kind of similar in what we've done. Um, I think our guys have maybe we've had a few more guys stick around a little bit longer than they have, but I think it's that's might be just more of location for them of where they are. Um, but uh, you know, I, I, I really do believe that this, you're going to be able to win with, you know, a younger, a younger group. Um, you know, if you bring in a really talented younger group, I think we can win in this league. So, um, and then in saying that you're always going to have a few guys that are going to stick around. You're going to have a couple 20 year olds, 19 year olds, 18 year olds. So, you get the right mix and, and you're going to win. So, you know, I think, uh, I guess I made that a little bit long, but you know, we want to win a championship. Um, and as far as a personal goal, I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't have a lot of those. Like I'm not, I'm not a guy looking to um, move up the ranks. You know, I've kind of, you know, I got a family here. I got a two and a four year old. Um, you know, we got a, we got our house here. You know, I, I'm kind of set to be honest with you. I mean, I mean, if something came up, I would, you know, obviously have to look at it. But, uh, you know, that's kind of why I wanted to get my own team was it was basically setting myself up for a future and a career and not having to worry about going year to year with the team, you know. So, um, you know, whether that's me coaching, you know, for the remaining years, who knows, uh, you know, with my kids kind of getting older and, you know, my little guy just starting to, starting to skate by himself here. I had him on the ice on Saturday. So. You know, I, I can see myself probably trying to coach him here in the next couple of years and maybe taking a, you know, taking a backseat to the coaching with Junior B, but I'll still be running it, you know, management and doing all the other stuff, right? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, personally I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a good spot. Um, but, like, I guess I guess you're never – I mean, it's, I don't know. Depends on the situation. Yeah. If you could, uh, you know, pass on it, you never know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess you never really know what opportunity is coming until it actually comes. And I think, uh, with the, you know, in regards to the team, obviously, like you said, it's uh, it's always the goal to win a championship. And you touched on Hamilton being a team that has success in the past. And, uh, you know, sometimes it just takes the right mix of players. But as a development team, you know, it's always uh, – like you said, your main goal is to push them forward. But if you can obviously win a championship along the way, there's uh, – you know, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. Um, so as a player and a coach slash manager, uh, you've had people who have helped you along the way. Who are some individuals who played a big role in guiding you through your career, whether it be mentors, other teammates, et cetera? Um, yeah. So I, I think I learned from a few different people. Um, I wouldn't say I have a, like an actual, you know, I know some people have like mentors or whatever, but I, uh, you know, some people helped me along the way. Um, you know, me and like I, I've mentioned my cousin there earlier on, you know, we're, we're pretty tight. Um, you know, and he's a, he's a pretty, pretty good agent and has a good, has a good name in the hockey world now. Um, you know, so we do a lot of talking and, you know, and figuring out stuff. I, you know, kind of lean on him for a lot of things. Um, and even contacts and, you know, and, and with people. So, um, and then, you know, another guy who actually coached him in the American league was Greg Ireland, who, um, through Ryan, you know, became, you know, pretty close with, and we, you know, he helped with, uh, set up the premier hockey development, the spring teams and, you know, the 95 teams that we, we always had that were real, real strong. Um, and, you know, so I learned a lot on the coaching side from, from Greg, um, just different aspects of it and how, 
you know, how serious, you know, it was, you know, to be a, to be a head coach and a professional head coach and just, you know, something I had never really seen before with the professionalism. Um, so I learned a lot from him. Another guy was, uh, is Roger Hunt. Um, he's a general manager now in Oshawa. Uh, I had him as a coach in, in Dundee in Scotland. Um, and he's actually from my hometown. So a guy who I've known, you know, since I was a kid. And then, you know, as, you know, as I got older and just, you know, again, talked to him a lot about coaching and management side. Um, and even just, you know, about different players and scouting and, um, you know, a lot of talking to him. And then I, I guess, I guess on the, you know, in a different way, I, I do a lot of talking with, um, with, with guys who are owners in our league, you know, um, like Frank Peter Angelo, who's an owner and head coach. Uh, he's a kind of a guy who I, you know, I'm doing the same thing. So, um, you know, I, I kind of, you know, ask the questions of those guys and see what they're doing and, you know, what we can do better. Um, you know, and then, you know, Tim Tuffalo here in Pelham and Tim Wilson, Hamilton, just guys who own teams who, um, you're all, you're all, you all have the same issues. And, you know, especially early on when I first took this team, I didn't, you know, I didn't know all the, the ins and outs of the, you know, the OHA and rules and regulations. So yeah. it was, uh, you know, the first year was, you know, I was constantly talking to those type of guys and, you know, and getting information on how things were run or, you know, what, what I needed to do to follow. So um, I guess, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of different hockey guys that have, you know, helped me out through, you know, through the years. Um, you know, the, a guy who I traveled around doing hockey camps with for, for, for a long time is Mark Scott. We did two years of traveling around, um, played in Dundee together again, you know, so it always goes back to contacts and, you know, who you played with and, and friends of friends, you know, so um, I think that's the biggest thing in, in, in sports is it's all, it's all about contacts. Yeah, exactly. I, I totally agree with that point. And, you know, just having, like you said, with the, the other owners in your league, just having those people to kind of guide you through different opportunities and, and uh, you know, help you with different things that you maybe don't know or are looking for a different perspective in handling a task. Uh, you know, they, they teach you so many lessons along the way. So, uh, obviously, in addition to having those individuals in your life, uh, some of your own experiences, you've learned a lot of lessons. Uh, what are some of the major lessons that you've learned throughout your entire time in hockey? Um, I think just stick with it, to be honest with you. Um, you know, no matter what, uh, I find things will always work out. Um, and, you know, maybe you're not successful in whatever you just tried to do and um, something to go about it, but you got to learn a lesson from it, you know. So, you know, I know for me, first year, it might have been, you know, you know, spending, you know, in maybe on T-shirts or, you know, or whatever it might have been where I didn't need to, I could have put it towards something else. That's the business side of it, you know, and the player side of it, maybe it's, it's, um, you, you know, not always, uh, you know, kind of, kind of making sure you're not going for players that you uh, fall in love with early on and, and, and try to, you know, make sure you study them and get a full read on guys where, where I know you like, you know, you help, you help us out there and, in different capacities there and you know and tracking guys and you know we're, we're stuff that you, you might not see right away but you got to kind of look at the big picture so um yeah I, I think the for me though the, the lessons is just um live and learn you know you're going to make mistakes you got to try to learn from it and things are going to work out at the end of the day uh, that's, that's for me that's how I, how I live life <laughs> yeah no it's a great way to, uh, to look at things 
so I know, I know you just touched on two great lessons there and great points, but I guess uh, to end it off, I'll ask you for one more. Uh, if you could look back to yourself, maybe just coming out of high school, uh, what advice would you give yourself uh, that could be useful as well to people who are listening who hope to one day be in the position that you're in? Yeah, so uh, a couple a couple of things with that, and, and I've kind of touched on maybe a few of them already, but, um, you know, like earlier on I said about contacts and, you know, and the world of sports, the business of sports, I, I find it's all about contacts. So I think meet as many people as you can, um, you know, whether it's through social media, you send emails, you make, you know, you, you call them or you, you message them through, through social media. Um, but try to, try to, just try to make as many contacts as you can, because you never know, um, you never know where that one contact, you know, they get a, they get a high job and they're looking for someone down the road where the, that can, you know, that can help you out, um, help further your career down the road. Um, and then I, I'd say another thing is just, is just try to find the right opportunities, um, working with the right people early on. So it, it might not be, you know, for the, for the most pay or the most glamorous job, but you know, put yourself in a position where you're going to have to do a ton. Um, you have to do a lot of the work and, and you're going to get that experience where in your next, you know, when something down the road comes along, you've had that experience and you can say, Hey, I've done this, you know, I've done the analytics, I've done the scouting, whatever, whatever it might be, whatever, you know, whatever sporting uh, um, it might, it might be in. So um, I, I, for me, I think that's kind of sports in a nutshell. It's, it's who, you know, and it's, it's how you can get that experience to get you to that next level. Um, that's yeah. really, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, Scott, I think, I think that's great advice. And, and, you know, I, I'd speak about it a million times when I started with the Thrall Athletics and, and just being able to start there. And then obviously I came on with you guys and a few different experiences, but, you know, and, and other people that have been on here talk about it as well it's, it's experiences where maybe at the lower levels, it could be AAA, it could be, you know, wherever you're to, the positions where you have to work the hardest and maybe get your hands dirty in all different areas of, of the organization is where you really learn the most. So I think the point that you made there for, uh, for people who are looking to get into it and progress through the industry, it's a, it's a great point. So with that, I just want to say thank you for taking some time to talk with me today. Um, you know, we've known each other for a while now and it's is nice to hear your experience and, and some of these stories I've heard and some of them I haven't. So it's uh, it's a nice way to come full circle and look at things. And uh, again, I just want to thank you for taking time to come on the podcast. Oh, it was a pleasure to pleasure to be here with you and uh, good luck. Good luck with uh, the podcast here in the future here. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Take care. Okay. Bye. I'd like to thank Scott for coming on the podcast and breaking down his career and sharing his story, which included experiences as both a player and a coach slash manager. He provided a number of insightful stories and really dove into the topic of player development, which many can learn from. So again, I'd like to thank Scott for his participation in the podcast. If you would like to get in touch with Scott to discuss his experiences, I encourage you to reach out to him directly or contact Podcast at Outlook.com and I can look to make the connection for you. On the next episode, I will be joined by Cameron Fimbo, a former OHL scout and now positioned in various roles with Octagon Hockey and MLSE. Cameron is one of the up-and-coming hockey minds who is always vocal and willing to talk about the game of hockey as a whole, so I recommend keeping an eye out for that upcoming episode. As a final note, I'd like to thank everyone for the continued support and interaction and for allowing me to continue to produce content for the podcast. With that, stay safe and all the best.